pushing the button. Button put button pushed. Hello again. Hopefully. That was fucking annoying. Check the We literally start talking about Trump and guess what happens? Everything goes to shit. Look at got the notification and everything. Didn't even say anything about him. And we got the echo. We don't seem to be cutting out at all. You say we have an echo? Well, because the the mic's picking up the audio from the YouTube and it's creating an endless cycle of audio, which is going to be very frustrating. And we're back. And good. doing good. Hi, Haley. How are you doing tonight? Oh, oh! I don't have to have my phone up to watch this because we have the comments in front of it, and it's blown up because my old man eyes can't read. It's pretty nice. I mean, they can read now. It is. It is pretty nice. All right, so let's get it right into this because we just had a huge jump. What's up, Stephen? Stephen, not supposed to be. Yeah, no, you're you're, you're more than one. welcome to be here, but you know, it's just you know, well, whatever you choose. Well, this isn't really like a. a Bad it, thing. It's just political. It's I, I'd not, say you're young. I, I would say live without politics as long as you can. Yeah, because do we, yourself a I favor. I did, and it was great. You've made up for lost time. I'm doing exceptionally okay. I'm astoundingly average. Average. Sounds about right. All right, but we're going to get the ball rolling because we had some. That's true, Steven. <laughs> no shit. He says, when I see Trump, I think politics. That's wrong. <laughs> well, someone in our comments, uh, see, this is the kind of stuff that I would say that you don't need to hear. But honestly, if your parents allow you on YouTube, that's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, you're well, in danger now. I have access to the buttons. What, what, what do you say? When I see Trump, I think politics. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's that's for sure. Nowadays. Yeah. Nowadays. Remember when Donald Trump just meant money in Hollywood? Oh, yeah, back when all the celebrities were like, oh, everybody wants to be like Donald Trump. Everybody wants to be like Donald Trump. That's, they said Snoop it. Snoop Dogg said that, and then he becomes president. You know what, Snoop though? I think, like, no. I think Snoop Dogg would still agree with that statement. Maybe listen, not as much. Listen, but. I don't even think Snoop Dogg or any of these other people, Eminem, to be honest with you, I don't think these people truly have a problem with them. I think they're being not told but guided. Oh, no, you don't have to leave, Stephen. Stick around if you want to. We just... If you're bored, you don't have to stay, is all we're saying. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so let's, let's, let's get into it. All right, so the first thing I want to do real quick is I have a timeline. Watch your mouth, young man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shirt. Did he say shirt? <laughs> no. Oh, man, see my old man eyes. If you would have said shirt, that would have been hilarious. Oh, shirt. <laughs> um, I have a timeline of events that are part of the trump georgia investigation this is an article written by tim darnell now something stuck out to me on this and i want to see if other people agree with me uh, so here's the timeline this is specifically the georgia investigation so on november 3rd 2020 2020 uh, election day trump is facing a re-election challenge from former u.s senator and vice president joe biden november 19th 2020 the Associated Press declares Biden the winner of Georgia's presidential election. Biden continues the first Dem uh, 
Biden becomes, sorry, the first Democrat to carry Georgia or any other deep south state in a presidential election since Bill Clinton in 1992. The deep south. The deep south. <laughs> <laughs> we need that laugh on here. Yeah. Okay. I'll get to work on that. <laughs> I can't do it tonight for some reason. Anyway. I can't do it either. Uh, January 1st, 2020. Fanny Willis. This is one that stuck out to me. So, explain to me why this is part of the Trump timeline. I can explain it to you. Fannie Willis is sworn in as new Fulton County District Attorney. She defeated her former boss and six-term incumbent, Paul Howard, making her Fulton's first-ever female DA. Now tell me, why would the prosecuting attorney be part of the timeline of the events leading up to the case? I don't know, Jake. Why don't you tell us? Maybe it's political. And the funny thing is about that, it doesn't matter what your opinion is on it. It's literally political. Wrong. Shit. <laughs> Trump said so. Yeah, right. Um, so that's interesting. January 2nd, 2021, President Trump and White House staff place a phone call to the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. Raffens is it Raffensperger or Raffensperger? I don't even know who that guy is. My name is Jeff. See, I knew putting that there was going to make him. Yeah. Uh, to protest the outcome of the state's election. Wrong. Uh, Trump suggested the state's top. Trump suggested the state's top elections official could help him quote find one eleven thousand seven hundred eighty votes, just enough to beat Biden. Now that is actually inaccurate as it's being written here, but we'll get into that. Now I'd also like to point out on this timeline. There's no mention of January 6th at all, which I found curious. January 20th, 2021, Biden is inaugurated and Trump leaves the White House as the nation's 45th president. February 10th, 2021, Willis, the prosecuting attorney, launches a criminal investigation into Trump's alleged attempt to alter the outcome of Georgia's presidential election. The investigation, in, the investigation include quote, potential violations of Georgia law prohibiting the solicitation of election fraud, the making of false statements to state and local government bodies, conspiracy, racketeering, violation of oath of office, and any involvement in violence or threats related to the elections administration. January 20th, 2022. A special purpose... A special purpose is grand jury is requested in Fulton County. Now, I want to point out again, this... DA was elected on January 1st, 2021. And on February 10th, 2021, she launches the criminal investigation. Weird. Is that what she ran on, though? Did, Probably. Did okay. That's what I'm saying. But that would point to a political motivation. Um, January 24th, 2022, Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney is assigned to supervise the special grand jury. May 20, I'm sorry, May 2022, a special grand jury is selected. Summer and fall 2022, more than 70 witnesses are called to testify before the special grand jury, including some of Georgia's and the nation's top political officials. Governor Brian Kemp, Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr, Raffensperger, former Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, former White House official Mark Meadows, Former U.S. Speaker and Georgia Congressman Newt Gingrich and U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican from South Carolina. Why is a senator from South Carolina being brought in for a Georgia grand jury? Funny you might ask. Funny that. I don't know. 
uh, and former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who is now a Trump attorney. Kemp, Raffensperger, and others are in the midst of re-election battles. June 20th, 2022. Raffensperger tells the Democrat-led Congressional Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Attack is a strong word on the U.S. Capitol that Trump's claims of 2020 election fraud, quote, were false. Raffensperger tells the committee on the November 6, 2020 election went, quote, remarkably smooth. Then why did they not have a defined winner until november 19th he says are you guys speaking english <laughs> yeah something like that if you want us to define a word for you just let us know for real yeah this is a uh, mumbo jumbo i'm gonna come i actually hit the wrong button <laughs> what was this one just don't make a screen oh, it was, was at this moment one? that he knew he fucked up. Uh, anyway. He says, I'm for real mad slow. <laughs> That's messed up, boy. No, you, man, you're, you're not. not you know, you're not just. Slow. These aren't words. <laughs> these aren't words. <laughs> these are these are not words that would be bandied about. Homie said, bro, I, I feel like Trump. <laughs> I know he said something else. but Wrong. That's funny. Okay, we are. Right. No, I said the election went quote remarkably smooth with average ballot casting wait times between two and three minutes statewide. Quote I felt we had a successful election. He said, December twenty second, twenty twenty two, the House Select Committee to investigate the January sixth attack on the United States Capitol releases its final report. Remember what happened with that report? Nothing. Well, I guess that's not true. They did indict him on that, didn't they, Jack Smith? Yeah, well, oh, they indicted Jack Smith. No, 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 Jack Smith indicted. So, but Donald. how much time did uh, he serve and how much did he pay? Well, he that case isn't done yet. Which one is this? That's the D.C. one, mm. the federal charge. Okay. You you would think if they had such ironclad evidence, it would be over. Well, the trial's ongoing. Yeah, when did it start? Uh, fairly recently. They're still setting up court dates for. I don't that. even fucking know because ha half of the stuff that they're doing, like they just keep making new charges and new indictments and this and, and new that. in various jurisdictions too. Um, yeah, they're just trying to do it enough to where they can remove him from the ballot. That's all it is, guys. Like, if you can't see, this is political. I was like, look, even if he's guilty on some stuff, like, and I'm not saying he's not. Well, we're gonna get into innocent. that. Innocent. I'm. I. I. You know. I, I'll be the first to say. Yeah, it. we're gonna get into that because there's some there's some stuff that was done that was really eyebrow raising or. Some things that were alleged to have been done that I think happened. On but his part or on, on the uh, investigation's part? Both, Okay. frankly. Uh, January 9th, 2023, the Fulton County Special Grand Jury completes its work. January 24th, 2023, Willis argues the grand jury's report should be kept private until her office decides whether to pursue indictments. Atlanta News First joins other media in a lawsuit demanding its release. Now, curious that. The prosecuting attorney wants it all to stay a secret until they decide whether or not they want to press charges. Bizarre. February 13th, 2023. McBurney rules some parts of the report can be made public. Why some parts? Why not all of it? February 17th, 2023. For for people that claim to care about the truth, I just find that curious. It may It may have a legitimate reason, but I don't know what it is. 
February 17, 2023, a heavily redacted Fulton County Special Grand Jury report is partially released, with the majority of the grand jury believing one or more of the witnesses perjured, per, yeah, perjured themselves. Perjured, perjured, perjured. And I'm even going to ask you guys if you can explain a word, because there's around... <laughs> Well, for those who don't know, to purge oneself or to perjure oneself is to lie under oath in court. Perjury. Just think of that word. Perjury, because the yeah. Way, the way it's being written. I'm sorry. Uh, perjured. Yeah, perjured. Which means they did it yeah, in the past. No, I perjured myself. <laughs> My <laughs> brain hurts. Mine do. <laughs> the, the report also said the special grand jury unanimously found no evidence of any widespread fraud in the election and recommended Willis seek the, quote, appropriate indictments for the unnamed perjur perjuries. Trump claims, quote, total exoneration on a social media Keep post. I'll be right back. April 24th, 2023, Willis warns Fulton County Sheriff Patrick Labatt, or Labatt, of, quote, charging decisions coming this summer in connection with her investigation. In the same letter, she notified Fulton County deputies she will announce charges for her investigation sometime between July 11th and September 1st. <laughs> I know, we're so close to 2K. I actually told him earlier this week uh, I thought we were going to be at 2K by tonight, but, eh, didn't work out. Uh, May 2nd, 2023, Willis says she is planning to make a, quote, Historical decision this summer regarding her investigation. A historic. Well, I mean, I guess it was historical, right? But May 18th, 2023, Willis sends a letter to the Fulton County Superior Court in which the DA notified Judge Ural Glanville her office plans to work remotely during the first three weeks of August and asking no trials be scheduled during that time. So you're just going to gum up the works of the legal system in Georgia to go after Donald Trump. I see how it is. That's somewhat hyperbolic on my part, but June 13th, 2023, Trump is federally indicted in Florida and faces 37 counts of mishandling classified documents. He is the first ex-president in American history to be criminally indicted by a federal government he once oversaw. Now, if you are interested in reading more about that case, there is an old episode that we did where I go through the indictment of those charges. Pretty much go through the whole thing. I don't read it word for word, but I go through the big points. Isn't and there's just a, funny that as a president, he doesn't get any leniency, and then Joe Biden, as a senator, has complete leniency. Well, okay, okay. No, I'm sorry, okay. not as a senator. I apologize. Vice president. Well, okay, vice president so, has no authority to take documents whatsoever. Well, but here's the difference, though, and this is where Trump kind of shot himself in the foot. Theoretically, he would not have gotten in any trouble. The problem is, is that when they demanded the documents back, he refused yeah, he, to send yeah, yeah. it. What, and that's, that's is, where he shot himself in the dick. But the thing is, like, you know, why did they ask him to take them back? Like, they should have just been like, hey, those are blah, you know, you didn't declassify them. We need, we're going to take them back. Well, that's like, essentially what they did, but they give the, because this is they? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's essentially what did, they did. Did they do it peacefully? Well, they tried. Did they? Yeah, they gave him a deadline. They gave him time we to get it all together. We saw the media. Well, I know, I know. I'm, I'm talking about the report. Oh yeah. There's yeah. there's timelines. They gave they gave Trump plenty of time, and then, and then the biggest part, the biggest problem was the fact that he sent some of the documents back, but then they found when they raided because they saw that documents were missing from the list that the National Archives requested. You know, there's something I would like to know. What? So all those documents that Joe Biden had, did he give them back? Yes. You know for a fact. Well, that's what they're saying. Even the ones in the Corvette? That's what they're saying. Yeah, okay. They're saying he cooperated fully, but, I mean, 
That's what the media is saying. Regardless, though, you still took them. If you're going to indict one guy, you have to indict Trump wasn't guy. indicted for taking them. He was indicted he was for... In, no, no, he, he has he has one charge against him for uh, holding classified information. Correct, but he probably wouldn't have been charged if he'd just given the documents back. But regardless, if Joe Biden has classified documents... But he gave them back. Doesn't matter. It does, though. <laughs> I Like, th- th- this, is, this is just a shit that makes no sense to me. Like, I, I don't care, like, if it's like he gave them back or didn't give them back. It's the fact that he had them. And it's the fact that Trump had him too. Well, I'm sorry, everybody. Trump. Trump. Trump sh- nobody should be taking anything from the White House. That's not your fucking personal property. You're taking. That's the people's property. That ain't yours. It's the people. It belongs to the people. Just saying. But you know, the people it, it, can't it, it, read it. Now, now, what, what kind of a uh, what kind of a charge is that? I don't remember. I th- is I is it a crazy felony or is it just a misdemeanor? I, there, some of them are felony charges. It but would probably matter if it's class, super classified. Well, but like here's that. the thing: none of them carry a minimum sentence. Mm. Mm. so that's that's the main reason why i believe it was politically motivated yeah so it's just like shut up go about your day and that's it they wanted For both of them yeah they want to go ahead and charge trump this is my this is my opinion hey i'm just all about equal rights and lefts yeah well my <laughs> my opinion is they want to charge trump with those felonies so that they have a reason if they take him off exactly they've got ammunition that's mm-hmm. but that's just my opinion and I ain't even trying to sound like a Trumper. It just happened. No, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I talk shit on him just as much as anybody. Just saying. No, well, apparently that makes you a Trump supporter because we uploaded that reel on the Instagram today where we literally make fun of Trump not answering questions. Everybody's like, why would you vote for him? You stupid moron. Because what he says versus what he does makes a difference. And let's be clear. We were fans of the Trump policy. Well, I mean, Donald Trump was entertaining but i want yeah he is dude it's content galore for the left i was just like what are you guys worried about cnn you could come back (laughs) you can launch your uh streaming app now trump comes back um i was a fan of the trump policies if those were the biden policies i'd be voting for joe biden just saying i don't care because they're both content galore actually for one i don't care party like i hate on republicans all the time but yeah. the thing is, when it comes to policy, if it li- aligns with what I believe or am for, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, but let's be real, because Biden is comedy gold, too. True and international average of pressure. Dude, Biden possibly has the best lines ever, and they're, like, not even, like, good lines. They're just him just being a goof. I don't know, man. Trump's got some good ones. Yeah, but the thing is, like, when's the last time you heard him, like, say something and you just can't understand it oh can't understand it oh never you know like you know shit like that it's like now he says dumb shit all the time like when he was talking to uh the uh guy about covid and he's like can we get light in there and obviously we understood what he was saying sort of <laughs> no that, but, that, 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 but that's a good he ex- said it was like what would we say what he was riffing that, that, exactly but here's the thing and i defend trump for this because i did something similar on our show when talking about and i I'll, and it's worth noting that that clip is still all over the place we've never taken it down we've never locked a comment because that's a perfect example trump was riffing now if his vp wasn't useless and his um what would fauci have been i don't know and if fauci had actually been on trump's side mini hitler <laughs> and if trump had been uh, if if anyone had been on trump's side somebody could have stepped in and been like 
why are you making fun of him that's a real thing like yeah he didn't say it like the right way but he's not a scientist i am there's something to that because guess what uv light does kill a lot of bacteria and viruses and i would like to point out as i pointed out before a lot of the new um what do you call it hand sanitizer dispensers I love it. they have an old they have a uv light underneath yeah. them why oh because it works chick-fil-a Chick has them and chick-fil-a's got them they disinfect their chicken in fact oh, don't jesus chicken <laughs> i haven't eaten chick-fil-a in so long it's so expensive i'll have a christ it's chicken actually really not that expensive i'll have a christ chicken sandwich please it's funny hold the cross hold, hold the salvation forgive me forgive me mother for i have sinned i have had one too many waffle fries it's like listen i can tell jokes just just calm down okay wrong <laughs> anyway um anywho trump is federally indicted in florida faces 37 counts of mishandling classified documents he is the first expert oh i already read that june 22nd 2023 after a florida judge sets august 14th 2023 as a preliminary start date for a trump's classified document trial willis says that time frame will not impact her investigation june 26 2023 raffensperger that motherfucker testifies testicles. <laughs> testicles testifies before federal prosecutors in connection with trump's alleged attempts to interfere in the state's 2020 presidential election how is that an attempt to interfere because that would require cooperation okay if we're going to talk about election interference how come no one ever mentions maxine waters in 2016 when uh she was literally talking about harassing people and going to them and, and just basically being in their face. Like, does anyone, do you remember that? Yeah, but was that election interference or? I mean, she was saying if there are people gathering for a large Trump gather, you know, uh, thing like that, she was basically saying go in there and and uh, and interrupt them. And I'm like, you know, honestly, actually, you just made me think about that more. I wouldn't say that's election interference on her behalf, but, I mean, if you think about it, if somebody's going in and trying to persuade the base, well, I mean, that's, granted, that's like, like I said, that that wouldn't. Yeah, that, that's that's, 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 that's a kinda, great. But OK, so let me let me ask you this. Would, I, I changed my stance on that. Would you mind. consider this election? Let's just say hypothetically they keep the mail in ballot rule. And this is a question for you, America. <sighs> Donald Trump loses. No, well, probably. But let's let's think about it this way, just to put the shoe on the other foot. To put the bra on the other foot. Let's say that you have a. Uh, Let's say you've got a Republican, uh, a big-time Trump supporter. He goes to a bunch of big apartment buildings, and he has a bunch of ballots, just blank ballots, and he knocks on every door and says... Even gets the people who don't vote to sign. Yep. Would that be considered election interference to you guys? Because, I hate to break it to you, that's what a lot of people did in, Demo in, in cities that ended up turning Biden, which... I mean, they changed or the... or hold on, just hear me out on this one, or they said they did. <laughs> oh well, just valid. saying, valid, valid. But no, the the election was it, it was sound. My like, there, there, there was no cheating whatsoever. Well, my point is eighty-one million votes for that. Retard. I'm glad you said that because I found the perfect metaphor for that. Okay, here's a here's a mind bender for you. Is changing the rules cheating? Now, here's an example. Let's say uh, you're you're kind of a basketball, maybe older basketball guy, but kind of sort of. Who was the? Uh, who would you say was the best three point 
shooter that you, that you can think of? Oh, like, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. Okay. You know, on average, how many points he scored a game? Uh, not too many. Oh, really? He 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 scored quite a bit, but I'm just saying, like his uh, when he shined. Now, if you like want to like him versus Jordan, obviously it's a huge difference. Well, okay, so I'm I'm gonna Reggie I'm, was a, a team player. I'm gonna I'm gonna create a fictional universe because the point still stands. Kind of so, like LeBron. So let's say I hate to give him credit. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's say I don't I don't follow basketball, but let's let's use our fake players are gonna be Michael Jordan and Reggie Miller, and let's I'm pulling numbers out of the air, so don't be insulted if it's low or high. So let's say Michael Jordan scores an average of what 80 points a game or is that low no that's way high okay let's, let's, average game probably goes anywhere between 80 and 120 points okay so let's say he scores an average of 40 points a game very average very okay. fair so michael jordan scores an average of 40 points a game let's say that reggie miller also scores an average of 50 of what i say 50 40 40 let's say reggie miller also scores an average of 40 points a game now let's pretend that in the name of fairness the NBA decides to change the rules and get rid of the three-point designation. Reggie Miller's scoring average goes down now because um, the vast majority the, of the shots he makes are three-pointers. Yes, but uh, like he'll just have to adjust where he stands because all his points prior still count. Correct, but here's the difference. But he has to move further back, which I love. I love deep three uh threes like uh very back oh that's my favorite but here's the difference the next season because reggie miller now i'm assuming reggie miller's a good enough player but in this example he wouldn't be if they decide to do this right before the new season starts he'd have to completely refigure his game yep because why would he risk taking those shots when layups count just as much as a three-pointer well and the thing is where that line is muscle memory so therefore, you're very, you're very right. So if you move that line just back six inches, it's gonna throw him off like crazy. That's an even better example. Let's say they move the line, but I, I like mine better. So you, or you, what, you what, what did you, what did you mean? They get rid of the three point designation. So when so you there's shoot, no line anymore. Well, the line's still there, but it's oh. not. You well, I'll say get, because you know the three point line is actually relatively newer in the past like thirty years. They they didn't have it for a while. That's true. But so they just get those shots are no longer worth three points. Okay. So his scoring average, at least in the immediate, oh, yeah, is going to be affected. Down. Well, he's still the same caliber player, but they changed the rules. Now this this does happen in athletics because I know baseball had a bunch of major changes this year, but you can't say that you can't say that is it cheating? Uh, not if it's for the entire system, but. It, it certainly has an impact is what I'm getting at. But if it affects one person overall more than anyone else, that is... When they've been playing the what game... You're, what you're yeah, and when they've been playing the game that way for their entire career and before, you know, is that cheating? Nice. Yeah, I thought about that example. I'm like, that's decent. Oh, that is decent. Um, so anyway, okay. Raffensperger meets with investigators from the office of Jack Smith. Wait a minute. I missed that. Raffensperger meets with investigators from the office of Jack Smith, the U S Supreme, the U S justice department, special counsel, who is heading up Trump's federal indictment on former president's alleged mishandling classified documents. Two days prior, Raffensperger urges lawmakers to increase the penalties for tampering or attempting to tamper with the voting machines. So let me get this straight. 
Who is Raffensperger again? Hang on. Sorry, I'm finding. Are <laughs> you good? I was just like, you really sent me a video at 8:30, and it was a little pain. Oh, I thought that's why let you said it. Me. <clears throat> so let me get this straight: the Georgia Secretary of State, who testified in the grand jury, meets with Jack Smith, who is investigating other charges against Trump, and that's somehow legal. So. That's somehow okay for a state official in the middle of a state investigation to talk to a federal official who is in charge of a federal indictment. So they're talking about it. It's not just like a personal rendezvous. Well, meet, meets with the investi with investigators from the office of Jack Smith, and then urges lawmakers to increase penalties. Because mm. keep in mind, at this point in the timeline, Trump hasn't been indicted yet. And we actually uh, talked about we, – we, did we touch on this uh, last podcast? Remember what, what I brought up um, about the uh, the voting act? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and then you read exactly what they changed, and you're like, oh, that is – Oh, there might be something to that. You know? Or at the very least, it's ambiguous, so you can understand why. The ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> That's not us, motherfuckers. Which, by the way, the people that wrote that are super liberals now. <laughs> really? Well, it was SNL. Well, they didn't write it. The writers who worked there at the time wrote it, and they probably don't work for them anymore. Uh, I think they do, actually. You think so? Hang on. Man, dude, like, what happened to Lorne? Like, he used to be... Is he still alive? Hang on. I'm talking about Lorne. Michaels. Lorne Michaels. The ambiguously gay duo. Uh, okay, maybe not the... Uh, kind of derailing us, my bad. Maybe, maybe not the writers, but... Uh, created by Robert... Smeagol, Smigel, Smigel, and JJ Settlemayer, voiced by Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell. Oh, I forgot Steve Carell did that voice. What? Lost, <laughs> precious. Oh man! All right, let's get back on track. All right, July eleventh, twenty twenty-three. Two grand juries are seated in Atlanta one of which will likely consider whether criminal charges are appropriate for Trump or his allies. Why two? That's a legit question. I don't. Why would there be two grand juries? A2? A2, Brute. July 14th through 21st, 2023, Trump's Atlanta-based attorneys continue making numerous efforts and requests to quash the special grand jury report and disqualify Willis from further investigation. July 27th, 2023, security barriers appear around the Fulton County Courthouse. <laughs> August 3rd, 2023, the Fulton County Sheriff's Office announces road closures around the Fulton County government, governmental complex in downtown. From August 7th to 18th, Pryor Street between MLK Drive and Mitchell Street will be closed to general traffic. The two right lanes of Pryor Street become between MLK and Mitchell will be parking for media designated by bike racks. August 4th, 2023, Atlanta journalist and activist George Cheedy said he has been subpoenaed and expects to appear before the Fulton County Grand Jury. August 7th, road closures go into effect around the Fulton County Courthouse. August 7th, Trump's Atlanta-based attorneys withdraw a petition requesting the Fulton County Superior Court disqualify Willis and quash a special grand jury report. Trump attorneys Drew Finling, Marissa Goldberg, and Jennifer Little said Trump, quote, will now seek recourse via the processes for Appellate review under Georgia law. And August 7th, 
Former Georgia Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan confirms via social media he has been subpoenaed to appear before the Fulton County Grand Jury. So that is the timeline. You know what's funny is about those timelines? Their lines of time? All the stuff with Hunter Biden that coincided with a lot of those dates. Oh, I can't wait to read that timeline. Seriously, like, it, it, it's it's not even funny. Like, it, it's it's scary how <laughs> every time Trump's indicted, <laughs> like, a week before or a week after, it's, it's something to do with Hunter Biden. All right. Ugh. So the next thing we have is the indictment. We have it right here. See, I'll, I'll even show it to you. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to read that. I'm going to come. So we've got it. And I read the whole goddamn thing so you don't have to. Ah! I'm not mad about it. That's how he felt. I was, man, I had to take breaks because the problem with reading legal documents is there's a lot of repeated wording, which I understand they have to cover their asses and all that. So the first pages are literally just listing all the sources. Well, all, no, they're listing all the. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, God damn it, what do you call them? Defendants. And all the charges. And then it's got a pretty signature of the grand jury foreperson. Dude should be a doctor. I know, right? That's that's a that's a mighty nice signature right there. We're going to show that to the people, too. Look at that. Look at that signature. That's a doctor's signature. I bet he's real, he or she's real smart. Yeah. Went to school for all that time just to try to be a political pawn. Um, I don't know that you... I think grand jury still selected like a regular jury. I'm not sure. Oh, was that the grand jury? Yeah. Yeah, that's the grand jury four person. I'm just talking out my ass. And then there's a lot of pages of literally just listing of the charges and all that jazz. So... Uh, come here. Then there's a, they have a table of contents. Okay. Introduction. So this is the introduction of the indictment of Donald Trump. Defendant Donald John Trump lost the United States presidential election held on November 3rd, 2020. One of the states he lost was Georgia. Trump and the other defendants charged in this indictment refused to accept that Trump lost, which is not a crime. And they knowingly and willfully joined a conspiracy to unlawfully change the outcome of the election in favor of Trump. That is a crime. That conspiracy contained a common plan and purpose to commit two or more acts of racketeering activity in Fulton County, Georgia, elsewhere in the state of Georgia and in other states, which should not be valid if this indictment is a state charge. As my understanding, if you're a lawyer and I'm wrong, please let me know. Now, what's interesting, though, is according to Cornell Law School, a set of uh, racketeering is defined as a set of illegal activities aimed at commercial profit that may be disguised as legitimate business deals. It is defined by a coordinated effort by multiple people to repeatedly earn a profit. Now, it's worth noting... <laughs> that the state of Georgia if I can spell Georgia this is the Georgia racketeering statute 
Georgia Criminal Code 1614-4. It shall be unlawful for any person through a pattern of racketeering activity or proceeds derived therefrom to acquire or maintain directly or indirectly any interest or in or control of any enterprise, real property, or personal property of any nature, including money. It shall be unlawful for any person employed by or associated with any enterprise to conduct or participate in directly or indirectly such enterprise through a pattern of racketeering activity. It shall be unlawful for any person to conspire or endeavor to violate any of the provisions of subsection A, B, A or B of this code section. A person violates this subsection when he or she together with one or more persons conspires to violate any of the provisions of subsection A or B of this code section and any, any one or more of such persons commits any overt act of effort to affect the object of the conspiracy or he or she endeavors to violate any of the provisions of subsection a or b of this code section and commits any overt act or to affect the object of the endeavor which is not what i was looking up definition a lot of tongue twisters i think i'm actually looking for rico 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 Okay. This might be. Well, somebody just commented on our Trump short. I have to read this. This oh, is this is going back and forth with me. this is what happened when your parents are brother and sister. This is what how how that read again? This is what happens when your parents are brother and sister. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's I mean that's it's not accurate. Do you, do you remember what children used to say? Well, I'm sorry. I don't know about you, but did you ever remember using this line? In Christ, we're all brothers and sisters. There you go. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, okay. Actually, no, I was right. You're my sister. Um, entertain the people. I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> You're my sister. Let me see that shit. There you go. Anything that's highlighted. Oh, you're good. Yeah, but... Excuse Jake. He has to go poopy. <laughs> oh, the Enterprise, huh? That's what it says at the top. He was thinking of, uh, what is it? Star, Star Trek. The Enterprise. All right, so I'm not going to bore you to death with a bunch of uh, legal mumbo-jumbo. Uh, just a few things. Uh, we'll start with this. False statements to and solicitation of state legislatures. Members of the enterprise, including several of the defendants, appeared at hearings in Fulton County, Georgia, before members of the Georgia General Assembly on December 3rd, 2020, December 10th, 2020, and December 30th, 2020. At these hearings, members of the enterprise made false statements concerning fraud in the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election. The purpose of these false statements was to persuade Georgia legislators to reject lawful electoral votes cast by the duly elected and qualified presidential electors from Georgia. That is a mouthful. Members of the enterprise corruptedly, corruptly, solicited Georgia legislators instead to unlawfully appoint their own presidential electors 
for the purpose of casting electoral votes for Donald Trump. Members of the enterprise also made false statements to state legislators during hearings and meetings in Arizona, Michigan, and Pennsylvania in November and December 2020 to persuade legislators in those states to unlawfully appoint their own presidential electors. That's just... I never heard anything about that, but of course, you know, if I'm not paying attention to it, obviously I'm not going to hear about it. False statements to and solicitation of high-ranking state officials. Members of the Enterprise, including several of the defendants, like, all right, I got to say this. Why, why are they calling it the Enterprise? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a guy on YouTube talking about stuff I don't even know anything about. Jake knows a lot more about this stuff than I do. I can tell you about some basketball. But anyway, members of the Enterprise, including several of the defendants, made false statements in Fulton County and elsewhere in the state of Georgia to Georgia officials, including the governor, the secretary of state, the speaker of the House of Representatives. Members of the Enterprise also corrupted, corru I can't speak, also corruptly solicited Georgia officials including the Secretary of State, Speaker of House of Representatives, to violate their oaths to the Georgia Constitution, to the United States Constitution, by unlawfully changing the outcome of the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election in Georgia in favor of Donald Trump. Members of the enterprise also made false statements to and solicited state officials in Arizona, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. You guys following along here? Okay. Creation and distribution of false electoral college documents. Members of the enterprise. We're going to read all this. Holy shit. There's like 85,000 pages in here. Goodness gracious. Listen, guys. This stack of documents is what they're trying to pin on a president who literally said, go peacefully and protest or something like that. I don't know. I don't really care anymore. I'm just I, at this point, I'm like, just get it all done. And no, we're not reading. <laughs> I didn't even see you commenting. Your mom made false statements. The enterprise crew is always up to something. And no, we're not reading the entire thing. Dude, this is insane. All right, solicit. All right, th th we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the meat. Here we go. Yeah, meat and potatoes right here. Solicitation of the vice president of the United States. Members of the enterprise, Jake, including several of the defendants, corruptly solicited the vice president of the United States to violate the United States Constitution and federal law by unlawfully rejecting electoral college votes cast in Fulton County, Georgia, by the duly elected and qualified presidential electors from Georgia. Members of the enterprise also corruptly solicited the vice president to reject votes cast by the duly elected and qualified presidential electors from several other states. Now, see, I've never actually heard it stated like that. I've heard other things. What funny thing, they're not charging the enterprise crew aren't being charged with going back in time dude it's illegal to go back in time <laughs> just kidding but 
Yeah, I, I actually haven't heard uh, about the vice president uh, solicitation of the vice president. Um, obviously, Mike Pence. They're speaking of Mike Pence. Um, so they were. They asked them to reject electoral college votes. That's not what I heard. Uh, for, now, obviously, you know, I'm just going by what I heard. You know, obviously, if the defendant, you know, whoever, they're going to say a certain thing. Obviously, they want their words to be heard and be put to the record. I don't know. Unlawful breach of election equipment in Georgia and elsewhere. I'm going to step out on a limb and assume that's uh, election equipment. Dominion, maybe? We'll see. Members of the enterprise, including several of the defendants, corruptly conspired in Fulton County, Georgia, and elsewhere to unlawfully access secure voting equipment and voter data. In Georgia, members of the enterprise stole data, including ballot images, voting equipment software, and personal voter information. The stolen data was then distributed to the other members of the enterprise, including members in other states. Really? You guys are saying that they stole data, including ballot images. Like I, I, I can't wait to see the, the proof on this. I'll touch on that. Tell that to Captain Kirk. I'll touch on that in a moment when I return. Two pounds lighter. Dropping a deuce, deuce. All right. And I'm going to put these back in order when you get back here. I'm just I'm just going through some other stuff that I think is interesting. Because this shit is boring. But it has to be said. Poop. <laughs> Alright. We're going to go with this. Acts of racketeering activity and overt acts and furtherance of the conspiracy. Okay, Act 1. On or about the fourth day of November 2020, Donald John Trump made a nationally televised speech falsely declaring victory in the 2020 presidential election. Approximately four days earlier, on or about October 31st, 2020, Donald John Trump discussed a draft speech with unindicted co-conspirator individual number one, whose identity is known to the grand jury that falsely declared victory and falsely claimed voter fraud. The speech was an overact in furtherance of the conspiracy. I'm just confused. When did free speech turn into... Uh... <laughs> an overact... to further the conspiracy? Like, come on now. Okay. Second act, act two, sister act. <laughs> On or about the 15th day of November 2020, Rudolph William Lewis Giuliani placed a telephone call. It was a perfect call. There was nothing wrong. Anyway, he placed a telephone call to unindicted co-conspirator individual number two, whose identity known to the grand jury and left in a left in an approximately 83 second long voicemail message for unindicted co-conspirator individual two making statements concerning fraud in the November 3rd, 2020 election 
in Fulton County, Georgia. This telephone call was an overt act in the furtherance of the conspiracy. So, they literally say, making statements concerning fraud. What is what what is concerning mean? Let's uh let's get a definition of that real quick. Obviously, we know what concern concerning is, but I just want to read the actual definition. Relate to, be about, worry, make anxious. So, worry. If you're worried about voter fraud, um obviously because you have questions and you know and something doesn't seem right anyone can ask about election fraud you know it doesn't mean there is election fraud but they can ask about it right i i i don't see how that's uh an actionable offense but let's continue this is way easier than i thought right it's all like, like not not like all this stuff and whatnot i'm just talking like riffing once you get there dude it's so much easier you're, you're so right I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start doing more of the news podcast i was gonna talk to you about that off air too well because the thing is i just i feel uncomfortable but i was like after a while i'm good it's literally it's it's the inner monologue you have in yourself when you're reading an article you're just saying it out loud see you're better at picking all this out versus me yeah that, that what that. you got to you got to the axe because this is where this is the meat and potatoes of it because this is the alleged and that's the that's the key is remember these are all alleged these are not statements of fact these are alleged crimes uh which act did you get <laughs> i you made me laugh out loud with the sister act comment oh did you I, I <laughs> Sit, sitting on the crapper and I just go ah! <laughs> yeah a lot of people probably that'll probably go over their heads hey um, sister act two is a classic i was i was only on like act two act two okay where? So Giuliani, Giuliani, all that, um, and then Act Four. This third one. Oh, so it's a, there's a typo on the indictment. Act two, two. I didn't notice that. Look, there's two Act Twos. Throw it out. <laughs> there's actually there's another typo on the. Uh, oh no, that was on the timeline. My bad. So it's Act Two and Act Two. <laughs> Uh, so Act Four, which is technically Act Three, because of how they listed. I, I, I technically did not read Act Three then. Okay, Act Three. So honor about the. I'm gonna skip that because it it says honor about the 19th day of whatever all the time. Uh, yeah, I did. Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, Sidney Powell, all and unindicted co-conspirator individual three. So hang on. That, and again, this is where this is actually a question. This isn't rhetorical. If you have a bunch of other co-conspirators that aren't co-conspirators that aren't indicted, why are they not indicted? Is it because it's not politically advantageous? Because if they did something, I mean, I thought that the would whole actually warrant something. Then I mean, they should be indicted, right? I thought the whole point of a RICO case was to get everybody. No, it's only to go after one guy. Mr. Donald Jason Trump. Shit. Drop my water bottle. Jesus Christ. I said that on purpose. I, I, I want to see if someone would be like, that's wrong. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. Sorry, Jesus John. Christ. It's Donald Trump. Ah! I did the wrong thing. Ah! Turn that 
that shit off. I, blowing I, up four people's ears. I hit the wrong screen. <laughs> um. Anyway, so those three people, uh, whose identity is known to the grand jury for some reason, appeared at a press conference at the Republican National Committee headquarters on behalf of Donald Trump and Donald Trump for President Incorporated, also known as the Trump Campaign. I'm all kinds of fucked up right now. <laughs> uh, and made false statements concerning fraud on November 3rd, 2020. Presidential election in Georgia and elsewhere. Now, with all these false statement charges, you'd have to know what they said in order to be able to say, because is it a false statement or... Okay, so let's here's an example. Donald Trump says, and this is an argument that Ben Shapiro and a bunch of other people have made... Are these false statements to government officials or are these protected by free speech? Because the fact Trump believes that he, let's just say hypothetically, because I don't know what goes on in Donald Trump's head. I'm not him. But let's. Can you imagine the shit show that is his mind? Could you imagine literally, like, I, I swear, like, I want to cover my mouth and just be like, yes, so uh, Donald Trump is the greatest person ever. And uh, yeah, I'm the most handsome guy in the entire world. Wrong. Like, I, I, I feel like he, like, hypes himself up so much. He, sure. he, like, wakes up in the morning. He's just like, yeah, you're Donald Trump. Donald Trump's awesome. Donald Trump's awesome. And I'm just like, hey, dude, just listen. Lower the price of gas and my fucking double cheeseburger, dude, and I'm good. <laughs> to be fair, Donald Trump wants the same things. He does? He likes cheeseburgers from McDonald's? He dude. That dude loves McDonald's. That he does. Um. So here's my point. So is this a criminal act to say... <clears throat> we won Georgia. There was widespread voter fraud. It was a rigged. It was a rigged election. Stolen election. It was actually stolen. A lot of people disagree, but it was actually stolen. It's a true story. It's not fake news. It's not fake news when I say it. But we won Georgia by over eleven thousand votes, but they didn't count them. Are those false statements, or are they protected free speech? And therein lies the real question. I'm of the opinion that it's, it's free protected speech. free speech. Because if it were, uh, what's the, uh, when you're talking about someone? Well, that's not, um, that's not what we're talking about here, well, but you're I, talking I, about. I know, but I'm just saying, just clarify for the uh, viewers. Um, slander or libel. Sl slander, libel, stuff like no, that. No, defamation is, now, I think, that, for the most part is not protected against or free speech does not protect you against that uh it does when you're talking about a public person if though. it's about a public person and it's about anything to do with government yeah you're protected well and you have and even for defamation so like even let's say that hold on let, let me just reiterate me. It, it's 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 a civil case it's not a criminal case T typically yes but so yeah like alex jones being sued that's not a criminal that's that's case. a civil, that, that's case, a civil yeah. case it's like yeah so go ahead and try to get your money from that but see guy. here's the thing say say a false statement about me <sighs> a derogatory one like okay me. jake has a big wiener wrong <laughs> i knew i was <laughs> no, but let's see. That's fucked up. It's funny. Okay, but let's actually. That's funny because I can make a real case. Let's say, in some really wrong, really <laughs> fucked up universe, there's a version of me that's an adult film star, and yes, 
and I have. It's not Jake. And yeah. I make money based upon the length of my business. See what I did there? Hee-haw. Now, Eric is a competitor of mine, and he wants to discredit me so that people will stop hiring me to work. Now, this is absurd, mind you, but so let's say that he makes the false statement that my Donald Trunk is not real, <laughs> and, that effect, and that affects my income. Then I could sue him for defamation and damages. However, since I am a well-known individual, let's just put it out let's say hypothetically i'm a well i'm a celebrity that becomes a lot more difficult because what he says is technically protected by free speech what i have to prove is that there was malicious intent now in this case there would be because he's doing it i would have to find evidence of like intercorporate emails for example of him saying we're going to say these things about him to take that was a really long-winded bullshit example, wasn't it? It's okay. It's okay. It's our show. I'm gonna cry. What does that sound? Uh, you gonna cry? No, it's still going. I'm gonna cry. I don't know. We can't hear that, that one. Um, so my point in that very long-winded, confusing bullshit example um, <laughs> is that a lot of these charges are actually, you could make the argument, and it's because we don't know what was said. Now it's like, did they produce false evidence? Because that I could see, but one would think that would be a different charge, but I digress. Uh, and then in Act 4, David James Schaefer sent an email to a co-conspirator, unnamed co-conspirator. Uh, in the email, Schaefer stated that Scott Graham Hall a Georgia bail bondsman, quote, has been looking into the election on behalf of the president at the request of Dave Bossy, or Bossy, and asked unindicted co-conspirator individual four to exchange contact information with Scott Graham Hall and to, quote, help him as needed. A fourth unindicted co-conspirator. Well, but also, how is that illegal? Say that again. So-and-so sent somebody an email saying that he's looking into the election on behalf of the president at the request of David Bossy, sent this email to exchange contact information and to, quote, help as needed. What's the crime? Let me see the uh, paper real quick. Uh, because uh, right here, like, this one right here is another what you're saying. Like, uh, Giuliani placed a telephone call to another unidentified co-conspirator, individual number two. And it says that he was making statements concerning fraud. How, how, how is that a crime? Exactly. You know, so that, that, that's that, that's protected free speech. Well, not even that. Like, let's, who cares? That's not illegal. It's not illegal to talk about something. Like, I'm telling you what, like, these people, like, they, they think that they're, they're like, yeah, honey, we got them. And, and it's like, okay, so w once they get in there and they start reading this stuff off, like, completely, and, you now, know, they're to, just going to be like, really? Now, what? to be fair, some of this is legit, but it's later. So, like, Act 5. Like, it's like Act 147. They, they met with Majority Leader of the Michigan Senate. That doesn't even take place in Georgia. Now, I get it. If it's part of the conspiracy, I guess it's like... That's why... So, here's the thing, though. A lot of people are like, why is this a RICO case? It's a RICO case because they need to be able to get to Trump. Trump didn't do any of this by himself. So, 
Rico is a stretch, but they're trying to get it as a conspiracy. But here's the problem, though. Rico's really actually quite difficult to prove when you don't have, like, actual crimes, per se. You don't have actual crimes, and you actually have no direct evidence linking certain people. Uh, so Rico's designed to be able to get like a mob boss because normally what would happen is the mob boss would call up the hitman and say like, yeah, I heard Sonny's not doing so well. You should go check in on him. Hitman kills Sonny. Normally they could only arrest the hitman. They can't tie it directly with the mob boss. Now with Rico, they can say, oh, they were in, they were in contact with one another. So there's reasonable assumption that a jury would probably find it. Which ironically, the Biden family is much closer to a rico case than this is but yeah so act five doesn't even take place in the this state is of all gonna blow up in their face yeah. just just wait for it act five takes place in michigan not georgia act six takes place in pennsylvania not georgia and what is this ever so <laughs> this is great Mark Meadows sent a text message to U.S. Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania and stated, Can you send me the number for the speaker and the leader of the Pennsylvania legislature? POTUS wants to chat with them. How is that illegal? What is the crime? All right, so this is one that is a maybe. Um, Act 7. Giuliani placed a telephone call to the Speaker of the Arizona House of Representatives. Now, now, hang on. During the telephone call, Giuliani made false statements concerning fraud on November 3rd. President's election and his Iranian solicitor requested an importuned Bowers to unlawfully appoint presidential electors from Arizona. Bowers declined and later testified to the United States House of Representatives Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack, blah, blah, blah. Then he told Donald Trump, quote, I would not break my oath. The false statements and solicitations were not worked out. So this is Giuliani asking uh, the Speaker of the Arizona House of Representatives to unlawfully appoint presidential electors from Arizona. So that's a maybe. But again, this happened in Arizona, not Georgia. So that's a that's a maybe. That's Joel State. And that's uh, that that's not good. So that's something that might be legitimate. But again, Giuliani did that. Donald Trump didn't make that phone call. Giuliani. Now, I guess that's where you get into the whole argument for a RICO case. But I digress. And then Act 8 is another maybe. Giuliani essentially did the same thing in Pennsylvania. Except Donald Trump joined this meeting by telephone. But this is all mainly false statements. For the charges, anyway. Act 9 also took place in Pennsylvania. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, appeared, spoke, and presented witnesses. Donald Trump invited a group of Pennsylvania legislators and others to meet with him at the White House, which would be a federal crime, if this was, in fact, a crime. Later that day, Donald Trump, Mark Randall, Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani, and Jenna Ellis, and two co-conspirators unnamed... Uh, met with a group of Pennsylvania legislators at the White House and discussed holding a special session of the Pennsylvania General Assembly. Where's the crime? What's the crime? They left it on the desk at home. No, no, no. That's the wrong crime. That's Clinton. My bad. My bad. They left it in the Corvette in the garage. Again, wrong crime. Fuck, 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 fuck. They left it on that server. They left it on that server. They got destroyed. Oh, wrong crime again. 
Okay, and then Act 10 is another maybe, but again, uh, Giuliani and Jenna Ellis placed a phone call to the Speaker of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, Brian Cutler, and left Cutler a voicemail message for the purpose of soliciting, requesting, and importuning him to unlawfully appoint presidential electors from Pennsylvania. But again, I'd have to know what the actual statute is, but does the Georgia statute apply to an alleged crime in Pennsylvania? It should not. Methinks not. A RICO now, case is federal, correct? No, not necessarily. But And that's what I'm saying. I would need... I'm not a lawyer. What we really need is a, a Georgia lawyer. defense attorney. That's what we really need. Because it, it depends on what the statutes are. But I see a bunch of these are going to be very hard. And that's why there's so many of these. And that's why there's so many charges. Is because they're throwing pasta at the wall to see what's going to stick. And believe you me, we'll get to some of this. Some of it might stick. But is it going to be enough to keep him off the ballot? Stay tuned. And the ones that I think are legitimate charges, if they are in fact true, because this is these are alleged crimes. Now, I'm reading it and I, I believe it's true. Those are ones where Trump has legitimate plausible deniability, because while he might have been on a mission to get something accomplished, these individual crimes or alleged crimes, Trump may very well have not known anything about them. And if he did find out about them, he may may very well have been like, what the what were you doing? Stop. That's insane. Um, but anyway, so Act 11 again happened in P in Pennsylvania. Uh, they placed a telephone call to President Pro Tempore of the Pennsylvania Senate. Tempore. It's 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 a position in the Senate. Making me think of Tempora. What's some shrimp? Hell yeah, man. So they did the same thing. They're just trying to get the state to appoint uh, unlawfully appoint directors. Now, here's the other thing. I don't know what the policy for selecting electors is, but I believe Pennsylvania changed their state law anyway to where uh, it's written into the law now that like whoever wins the election in Pennsylvania, the electoral votes automatically go there. I think they've changed the law. Some of the pages I read first uh, were talking about uh, changing election electoral they, they, one of the crimes was that they tried to get electors to deny their votes or something. No, 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 no. Pence, Pence. Uh, yeah, yeah. P they, they were trying to get Pence to uh, basically say that the electors were wrong. And it's like, I don't remember Trump ever saying it like that. No, and, and that's really because... And he asked them, he asked them to look into it. Like, that's what I thought. And I can't remember what I heard from him, you know, from his mouth. Obviously, you don't know what's true and what's not. But And then Acts 11, 12, and 13 are actually pretty much the same. Is everybody's reaching out to various people in Pennsylvania and Michigan trying to get them to appoint presidential electors. Not in Georgia, but those, those come later. Act 14, same thing. Act 15, same thing. So a lot of these are also repeats because they're actually like each individual phone call is an act in furtherance of the same thing. Like this is uh, Act 16, same thing. And then Act 17, we get to Ruli Giuliani and Jenna Ellis presented witnesses meeting Arizona legislature, blah, 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 blah. Again, this is all false statements. They've already brought this up. This is just another meeting. I can't wait to see Biden in court with Hunter. 
Like I'm not even saying Biden. I'm not even saying Biden's gonna get anything or anything like that. But like his son needs to see How could his he day not? in court. Like How could they, he not, they gave though? him a slap on the wrist and literally. Oh, I mean, they took I actually, that away. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was I was gonna correct myself that they were going to slap him on the wrist, but and then they're like, oh, but then everybody else is gonna expect the same treatment. Oh, I can't do that. Oh shoot. Well, actually, the reason that fell through is because the judge and good on her. She saw she was like this. Oh no, no, because it uh, it was going to give him absolute immunity to even future. That's what they were asking for, and she correctly. And everybody's like, "Well, of course she's a Trump appointed judge." No, she understood that that was outside of her scope constitutionally. She could not agree to that plea deal legally, even if she wanted to. She could lose. It her was position. against the law. She could lose her position for that. And, and good and, on her for like, recognizing. She didn't say they couldn't do a deal. She said it would have to change because she could not approve it legally speaking or she could not administer it legally speaking um so act 18 is the first one that actually takes place in georgia if i'm not mistaken michael roman instructed an unidentified co-conspirator to coordinate with individuals associated with the trump campaign to contact state legislatures in georgia and elsewhere on behalf of donald trump and to encourage them to unlawfully appoint presidential electors in their respective states so Act 18 is the first alleged act to actually take place in the state of Georgia that would be considered like an actual crime. You would think that'd be the first one. Yeah, I know, right? You'd think that'd be... They might be going chronologically. Oh, they're going chronologically, that's why. And then Act 19 sounds like it's a federal, but uh, Donald Trump and Mark Meadows met with John McCanty or McEntee and requested that he prepare a memorandum outlining a strategy for disrupting and delaying joint session of Congress on January 6th, the day prescribed by law for counting votes cast, blah, 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 including having Vice President Mike Pence count only half of the electoral votes from certain states and then return the remaining electoral votes to state legislatures. The request was an overdack. So here's the thing, though. This gets into the Voting Rights Act. Now, they're alleging that this was criminal, but if... They have a meeting and they're just going through the law and seeing where they have a case. That's the definition of illegal action. Let's look at the law and see where we can do. Now, was it smart? No. Was it going to work? No. But is it illegal? Eh. It's kind of, this goes back to the Kyle Rittenhouse, which are some of our best episodes, I think, but they didn't get a lot of love. I gave Kyle Rittenhouse shit. He shouldn't have been there. That was stupid. But was he guilty? No. And was he exercising his rights? Yes. Yes. Now, should he have been in that situation in the no. first place? And, and, no. And we all agreed on that. But the thing is, though, like, and see, uh, I'm not going to get into a huge tangent on him, but, like, he knew people who worked, because the thing is, he worked in that town. He knew people who owned businesses. And the thing is that the dude was trained with firearms and whatnot, and he was just there to protect businesses. So should he have been there? No. no. But at the same time, but like you can he, understand. He, he was doing, he was doing uh, someone that he knew personally a solid. Well, you can understand his motivations, but what I said the whole time is there was no adult, including his friends, no adult looked at the 17-year-old and said no. Nobody was an adult in the room. But if you really want to get down into that, think about how fast kids are being forced to grow up in this day and age and how, how it's different from when we were kids to now. I disagree. I think it's We weren't so forced down. to grow up that fast, dude, because politics were not shoved in our face 24 Dude, uh, no, Kyle Rittenhouse was not forced to grow no, no, up. No, 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 I'm not talking to him. I'm talking period. Like, uh, every, every every kid, dude, they're forced to... You got 10-year-olds. I mean... No, to no, be fair, he left. 
no, I, I don't even mean him. But I, I'm just talking. You have ten year olds that are literally spewing hatred just because of what but somebody votes for. That's not being forced to grow up. That's that's again, that's people not being an adult in the room and not saying no. You don't need to listen. But to But what crap. I mean by being forced to grow up, they're being forced to talk about politics. That's a grown up thing. I, 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 I if like, you can't vote, honestly, it's like I, I take issue with your choice of words, but I get what you're saying. I would say they're not being forced, but it's all around them. They're not. No, they're not being forced. Coerced. Per se. Are they co-conspirators? <laughs> According to this, they See are. See where I'm going there? <laughs> all right, let's go. Um, and then we have another one that takes place in Arizona, uh, where they had another meeting and presenting false statements, which, again, we've been over that. Act 21 takes place in Michigan. Now, this one's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's a your big one. How? So this is the first of many acts, acts that involve a tweet, which last I checked was protected free speech unless you violate a law. So Now, was it the POTUS account or was it John, John Trump's At real account? Donald Trump. But Free speech. Well, you're so explain to me how in what universe how this could possibly be illegal on december 3rd donald trump caused to be tweeted from the twitter account at real donald trump quote georgia hearings now on i don't know what that network is o-a-n-n is that QAnon? no 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 o-a-n-n it's a news network one American News Network. That's what it is. Oh, I've never heard of it. Uh, Georgia hearings now on at OANN. Amazing. That's the tweet. Trump let people know that Georgia hearings were on television. Apparently. That is so illegal. That's you, so illegal. That? Now, we have the first of our many. Bring back Skyler for that one. <laughs> Thanks, Skyler. <laughs> sorry that was our barbie review if anyone hasn't watched it yep, go sorry. watch it and then watch the gag reel that shit is hilarious i was gonna say for those who haven't seen it yet we have a uh, gag reel that we... yeah for those who haven't seen it we have the uh review of the barbie movie as well as the gag reel which uh the gag reel was more fun than the episode. Yeah. I don't know. I think the episode's funny, but anyway. They're both funny, but the gag reel was just, like, hilarious because so, it had no point. Yeah, so Act 23 is the uh, first of these to have allegedly taken place in Fulton County, Georgia. And this one is a maybe. It depends on what was said. But this one was solicitation of violation of oath of a public officer. Um, you bastard. You so, let's see. Would you like Jesus. me to read it? No, it's, it's, it's a bunch of nonsense. Oh. So, it lists everybody that this unidentified co-conspirator is known by. So, this is, uh, this is the Georgia elector scheme that they're talking about here. That's all that is, but... So that's that's a maybe. That's one that could stick. And this one actually took place in Fulton County, Georgia. So now we have two. And they're Count both and they're two. both maybes because honestly it depends on what was said. Now, this one I'm willing to buy more than some of the others. Um and then Act twenty four. This is 
This one's a great error for me, so I'm going to read the whole thing. On or about the 3rd day of December 2020, Rudolph William Lewis Giuliani committed the felony offense, false statements, and writings in violation of Georgia Criminal Code 161020 in Fulton County, Georgia, by knowingly, willfully, and unlawfully making at least one of the following false statements and representations to members of the Georgia State Senate present at a Senate Judiciary Subcommittee meeting. Statement 1 that at least 96,600 mail-in ballots were counted in the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election in Georgia, despite there being no record of those ballots having been returned to a county elections office. And statement two, the Dominion voting systems equipment used on in the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election in Antrim County, Michigan, mistakenly recorded 6,000 votes for Joseph R. Biden when the votes were actually cast for Donald Trump. Now, is there an oath? technically yes no did they have to swear well i'm not sure because this was during a senate judiciary subcommittee meeting that's what i'm saying so again i don't if, know if, it if he say. had to swear okay you got him that that goes through but well, this if, is, if, if it's just like a, a committee meeting and and people are just going back and forth and talking about the stuff well he submitted these statements in writing and it's allegedly in well, violation then, of the georgia criminal code then i'm gonna assume that it's under oath that's what I'm saying. Assuming that it was under oath and submitted in writing. Now, here's the fun part, though. He's a lawyer, though. Well, so here's the fun part. So what he's talking about in Michigan, that actually happened. The problem, the thing is, they th- that's not a false statement. Oh, about Dominion? Yeah, but they found the error and corrected it. Yeah, but yeah. how many errors occurred that did not get found? But I'm talking about the specific case that he's talking about there. That's real. That actually happened. So, therefore, that specific act cut out if what you're saying is accurate. I think I'm, where not, I'm not disagreeing with you or anyone. I think but. where they're going to try to get him is how he said it, which that's going to be easy enough. And oh, then, my gosh, dude. Uh, like, oh, my gosh, I gained four pounds. No, you said you lost three pounds. Right. I don't know. Said statements being within no, the jurisdiction of the Office of Georgia Secretary of State and the Georgia Bureau of Investigation Departments and agencies of state government and county and city law enforcement agencies. This one is an act of racketeering activity under Georgia Criminal Code 1614-35A and an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. <laughs> and then also on Act 25, on the third day, on or about the third day of December 2020, Ray Stalling Smith III committed a felony offense, false statements, and writings in violation of blah, 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 the, bullshit, the Georgia Criminal Code. False statement one, that 2,506 felons voted illegally in the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election in Georgia, that 66,248 underage people illegally registered to vote before their 17th birthday prior to November 3rd, 2020 presidential election in Georgia, that at least 2,423 people voted in the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election in Georgia who were not listed as registered to vote. I'll get to that. That 1,043 people voted in the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election in Georgia who had illegally registered to vote using a post office box. That 10,315 or more dead people voted in the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election in Georgia. And six, that the Fulton County election workers at State Farm Arena ordered poll watchers and members of the media to leave the tabulation area on the night of November 3rd, 2020 and continue to operate after ordering everyone to leave. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but was that not like remotely kind of true? I don't know about that. But because I, they closed off things. They, they, they put newspaper over windows so people couldn't see in and actually i I believe you're allowed to 
observe observe i and, do and, believe and, and then you when you do that that's you know, i'm not sure it depends on what georgia state law is because each state under the constitution each state is yeah they have their own laws yeah. uh, when it regards to elections but so. there's two of these i wanted to touch on because one of these could be a legitimate mistake on his part so uh giuliani well no the uh stalling smith yeah Well, actually, there's three now. Um, so, statement three, that the 24, 23 people illegally voted that were not registered to vote. Um, that's, again, that's dependent on Georgia state law because some states will allow you to register on election day. I don't know if that's the case in Georgia. You know what I'd really like to know? What? How many dead people voted in 2020? That's another one I want to... Why so, aren't we talking about that? And who they voted for? Just saying. I would just I'm not like to mention any names. I would YouTube. like to. I would like to point out that my father, who at that point had been dead for two years, received an unsolicited mail ballot. Because I was living in his house at the time, I got his mail. Here's two. Here's two. Put them together. I'm just saying. I found that hilarious, which is why I, I, that solidified it for me. I'm like this. This shit's rigged. Look, if this shit ain't rigged, I, I don't have anything to say, but it's just, it's stupid. But just, just to keep YouTube off our ass, I'm going to say this again. Joe Biden won the 2020 election, but he did so because the rules were changed. How many did he win by? I don't remember. Seven million, I believe, right? I, I couldn't tell okay, you. Okay, so... What I'm well, I, I I'm talking popular vote. My bad, but anyway. So what what are those two thousand four hundred people? Uh, are you talking about the dead people? Twenty five hundred people. Ten thousand three hundred fifteen or more dead people. So what that's that's alleged. Is that is that even anywhere near close to a million people? That's closer to a hundred thousand. Well, no, but this is just in Georgia, which if you add all these up, is more than what Trump lost by. But these are also very precise numbers. So did they just? Uh, are they saying that they pulled these out of their ass? Or yeah, it's like so. If you know all this, all these numbers relating to this specific topic, I'm just saying, like, how do you not know about those errors and the Dominion uh, counting machines and well, all and this let's other stuff? and let's also assume just for a moment that Arizona actually had some issues with their election. And uh, Carrie Lake was that her name? Yeah, she actually brought it up and. I think she, I don't know if she won, but. I, I think it's still ongoing, but. Yeah, don't so let's, uh, let's assume for a moment that all these statements are in fact incorrect. Cause I, I can't verify that. It don't matter. <laughs> but are these false statements or are these incorrect statements? Cause there's a difference. There's a difference with being factually wrong and being, being intentionally. Ignorant. Yeah. Well, not ignorant. That, so that's then, just in, in factually correct. So then act 26 and 27 are tweets. Again, so that's three tweets thus far. Protected speech, so you can just throw that one out. The only way a tweet would not be protected if you literally incited Threat. violence, yeah. And you can't say peacefully and say it's violence. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Act 23. You go peacefully kill that person. <laughs> and I'm not suggesting that. That's just an ad lib. Kill him to death. Kill him with <laughs> kindness. Kill him with kindness, everyone. Before you take him out gonna cry <laughs> you gonna cry hey 
Um, Act 28 took place in D.C. Uh, Donald Trump met with Speaker of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives again. Some For some reason, that's a crime. Act 29 took place in Georgia. Giuliani placed a telephone call to the President Pro Tempore of the Georgia Senate. Terrell Butch Miller for the purpose of making false statements concerning fraud. Uh, again, it depends on what was said. Act 30 took place in Georgia. Donald Trump placed a phone call to the same person in Georgia. Same crime, different people. Or same alleged crime, different people. Uh, Act 31 also occurred in Georgia. Uh, Donald Trump placed a call to Brian Kemp. Did the same thing. Act 32 is another tweet. And then we're skipping a couple. <laughs> so I wrote how on this one. So Act 34... Robert Cheely sent an email to John Eastman and an unindicted co-conspirator, co-conspirator, that stated, quote, I am working on setting up a call for you with Speaker and the President pro tempore tomorrow. I am also making the leadership aware of the importance for Trump electors to meet on December 14th. Please, please provide the citation to the requirements and duties that they may comply with, that they must comply with. You sent an email? Man. Now, here's the thing. I'm not a very smart man. I'm not a smart I'm man, not but a, I know what love is. That's got to be another. I'm not a smart man. All right, we're going to have to write these yeah, down. Yeah, we will. And I'll, I'll get the clips. I still have that one. I just haven't put it on yet. Yep. Uh, Act 35. Bob Chewy. And an unindicted co-conspirator. This is a maybe, by the by. And Georgia Senator Brandon Beach, <laughs> that stated that Trump, <laughs> Trump, where are you from? <laughs> right near the beach, boy. That Trump, he's gonna beat you off, bro. Uh, stated that Trump presidential elector nominees in Georgia needed to meet on December 14, 2020, sign six sets of certificates of vote and mail them to, quote, to the president of the Senate and to other officials. Now that, that actually sounds like a crime. That is how the cookie crumbles. Let me see that one. That's uh, Act 35. Okay. Oh, geez, I read that wrong. I just read The Trump, and I was like, <laughs> what? The Trump. So I'm confused. What, what are they mailing to the president? The false, uh, false election certificates. That, uh, that's what they're alleged to be conspiring. Sign six sets of certificates of vote and mail them to the president. But fraudulent the ones. And to other officials. Well, how do they know they're fraudulent? Because these are the group of electors that they conspired to uh, get false electors to certify false votes. Weird. Almost kind of like how, uh, you know, it's hard. To, I would say it's probably hard to uh, not know if a mail-in ballot is falsified well but they knew that these were falsified well, i'm not saying that i'm yeah. just saying that's easy to figure out if it's fake that's not 
Uh, Acts 36. I have no idea where I was going with that. Bob Chile sent an email Chile. to another co-conspirator um, that stated he'd been speaking with John Charles Eastman and was attempting to set up a call with the Speaker of the Georgia House of Representatives, David Ralston, and President Pro Tempore of the Georgia Senate, Butch Miller, to encourage them to call a special session of the Georgia General Assembly. In the email, Bobby Chile stated, quote, Professor Eastman told me tonight that it is critical, critical, it's critical, I tell you, Critical that 16 electors Sounds for like Ben Shapiro there for a second. It, it, yeah, it's absolutely critical. It's critical, I tell you. Uh, that the 16 electors for President Trump meet next Monday and vote in accordance with uh, 3 USC 7. In the email, uh, Robert Shealy further stated, quote, I assume you can make sure this happens. Uh, again, I mean, it's part of the whole, like, electors conspiracy. Act 37's bullshit. We can read all through this all we want. I'm not reading all of no, these. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, we can read all through this all we want. 95% of this is bullshit. Pretty well. That's about the percentage I come up. Maybe so 90%. So, basically, they have maybe some uh, community hours in here. That's about it. <laughs> oh, and then Act 38 is a tweet from Rudy Giuliani. Oh. Protected free speech? No oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it was a retweet from Rudy Giuliani. Oh, he retweeted someone else? From Donald Trump. Oh. oh. So that's four tweets, right? Oh, man. That's four oh, the tweets. the same tweet. That's two charges for <laughs> the same tweet that was retweeted. Act 39 took place in Wisconsin. I hate that Elon changed that. Why, it's yeah, still why? a retweet. Repost. Come on, man. This is dumb. And it's, again, uh, electoral nominees in Wisconsin. So it's the same thing we just talked about in Georgia, but in Wisconsin. Uh, Act 40, Donald Trump requested that Bill White, an individual associated with the Trump campaign, then residing in Fulton County, Georgia, provide him with certain information, including contact information from Majority Leader of the Georgia S Senate, Mike Dungan, and President Pro Tempore in the Georgia State, Butch Miller. The following day, White sent an email containing requested information to Rudy Giuliani and another co-conspirator. So he requested contact information for a public official? That's a crime, apparently? Last I checked, that was readily available on the state's website. At least their office. Huh. 95% people. Just saying. Act 41, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani placed a phone call to the Speaker of the House of Georgia House of Representatives, Dave Ralston, discussed holding a special section session of the Georgia General Assembly. They already listed that, so that's redundant. Act 46... Rudy Giuliani said something mean about an elector. That's obviously not true, but whatever. That's <laughs> what I feel like this is all. I mean, pretty much. Act 44 also does not take place in Georgia. Ooh. John Eastman placed a telephone call to the Republican National Committee. Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel to request her assistance gathering certain individuals to meet and cast electoral votes for Donald J. Trump. On December 14, 2020, in certain states, despite the fact that Donald J. Trump lost the November 3rd presidential election in those states. Um, so that's a maybe if you consider the whole conspiracy angle, but the phone call itself. And she didn't do it. So. And then there's a bunch of bullshit. Like a bunch of bullshit. Then we jump all the way to Act 56, where 
Rudy Giuliani made a list of other alleged false statements in Fulton County, Georgia. One being false that statements it, and writings. Oh, right. That it is quite the first statement that it is quite clear from the State Farm Arena video from November 3rd, 2020, that Fulton County election workers were stealing votes and that Georgia officials were covering up the crime in plain sight. Statement two, that a State Farm Arena that at State Farm Arena on November 3rd, 2020, Democratic officials, quote, got rid of all the reporters, all the observers and anyone that couldn't be trusted, used the excuse of a water main break, cleared out the voting area and then, quote, went about their dirty, crooked business. <laughs> Statement three, that between 12,000 and 24,000 ballots were illegally counted by Fulton County election workers at State Farm Arena on November 3rd, that in Michigan, where 700,000 or more ballots counted, then were sent out to voters in November 3rd, 2020, presidential election, which was accounted for by quadruple counting ballots. Statement five, that Ruby Freeman, now this is why I, because this gets into the Ruby Freeman thing, that Ruby Freeman, Shea Moss, and an unidentified man were, quote, quite obviously surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine <laughs> at State Farm Arena to be used to, quote, infiltrate the crooked Dominion voting machines, end quote. So, YouTube, that's a quote. That's not me saying this actually happened. That is a quote from the indictment that we're reading. And the sixth false statement that 96,600 mail-in ballots were counted in the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election in Georgia, despite there being no record of those ballots having been returned to a county elections office. Now, the good thing about this case is that Trump's attorneys have subpoena power. So we are going to find out definitively once and for all who's full of shit and who's not. Because let's be real, the lawsuits that Trump filed could easily be quashed even if they were legitimate i can't fucking wait until the jury until this this uh this happens because i tell you what this is going to be if this shit's not televised oh my gosh i'm going to be mad this needs to be televised all the uh proceeding the court proceedings they need to be televised they need to be televised but Absolutely anyway listen they do. america the united states government whoever you whoever you are at home watching you're probably not watching but i don't care anyway so you, you, guys, you should guys be want watching this to go away and, and you actually want Trump to, you know, you know, whatever happened. All those melon ballots. Have a few different parties. Look at them. So here's make the, sure make, make sure they're legit. Check so, everything out. So here's the part signatures that, and everything. And then double check with the people who voted. Here's the part that, no, that nobody's talking about. You guys spend a million on freaking lawsuits. You might as well. Well, I would make the argument that. I mean, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek argument if I were Trump. It's like, well, if you hadn't changed the voting rules, we wouldn't be having this conversation because I'd be in the White House, motherfucker. That, and that's absolutely true because the thing is, if mail-in ballots did not exist, which, I mean, they still fucking exist. They were just called something different. They were called absentee ballots, and you had to mail in your... Well, I'm pretty sure you have to mail You have in. to request one. You have to request one, but you also have to prove who you are. Why is that such a fucking problem? Because it's allegedly racist. Oh yeah, voter ID laws. Uh, not uh, that, that's funny. I, I yeah, was watching... voter ID laws are racist, but assuming that people can't get voter get get an ID because well, of their race, some of the videos I've seen, uh, literally, it was a bunch of white liberals, and they're literally talking about how 
<laughs> I'm just going to say what they said. They said how blacks don't have IDs and they don't have access to the internet. And then literally the same person who was interviewing these people went to a predominantly black neighborhood and was asking him, he's like, do you have ID to vote? And do, do you understand this? Do you have internet? And he's like, yeah, I got a smartphone. And oh, and that. then they even and said. And he's like, they said that? Oh, and then some of the some of the liberals were even like, well, oh, you they, saw it? oh, yeah, I know exactly what video you're talking about. And they're even saying things like, oh, they might not even know where the license branch is. And everybody was like, yeah, it's on, I forget the street name, but I don't yeah. live in New York. You know, but they were like. Also, since you guys actually indicted Trump this time and he had to go to a freaking county and and take uh, pictures, you guys literally just handed to him the election is granted nothing else happens. But because like the black vote right now, oh, they are rallying behind him right now. It is insane. Not all of them, but a a good portion. More, more. They're literally saying, oh, more, more, more than the Democrats would like to admit. Yeah. And come on. So I just think it's funny. So I don't even care. So that's another thing. Apparently, Georgia state law stipulates that a mugshot is not necessary. Or I'm sorry, that a mugshot is only necessary if the individual is not a well-known person and doesn't have a photo that's within like, I can't remember if it was three or six months. Donald Trump is the most photographed person on planet Earth right now. Everyone knows who he is. If you see Donald Trump walking on the street, you know who that is. All you guys did do. You, you you gave him the perfect picture. He's raised to 20 plus million dollars off of that photo. He raised 4 million what was it 4 million dollars in less than 6, six million dollars in hours. less than 24 hours. Because they've already got more and I knew they were going to do it. I'm like, "Oh, that's going to make an awesome t-shirt." It's on a thumbnail for Christ's sake. It's it's just hilarious, you know, how And I mean, Trump wore makeup. He knew what was going to happen. It was like he planned it. And all of his other, all the other people that were indicted are all smiling. Like, yeah, because they're all sitting there just like, this, this is, is stupid. stupid. I do want to throw some shit at Tim Pool because normally I agree with Tim Pool, but I saw there was like a series of videos where I was just like, man, I lost a lot of respect for you. He is adamant. Did that, he not seem like pro, pro Trump? Well, yes. Yeah, so, and actually, this because it was a clip I was talking to you about where he actually the shit out of me where, because then he was shitting on Roseanne Barr while she was there, and I was like. Yeah. Well, no, and then, uh, but the clip where I'm talking about is the one that I, you'd seen it, but then I sent it to you and it was like, is this the clip you were talking about? Where I'm not a fan of Myron Gaines, but I'll tell you what, if Myron Gaines was always like that, I'd be a massive fan. I didn't realize actually how intelligent he was. Uh, very. I never and thought he was dumb. No, no, no. I, I never did either. And uh, honestly, like the the dude's actually way smarter than I am. But when well, I'm, I mean, he has a different area of expertise. But when he's talking like that and he's not just screaming at people, he actually comes off as a very intelligent. I've never and, really seen him scream at anyone on the podcast. Oh yeah, I have. He screams. You must have watched a lot more than I have. I've seen a I've seen a lot of clips. Okay, I I have too. And and most most times he's literally just stating his side and, and this and that and what he knows they realize and he might not do it anymore they speak from authority when there was it's not it when it's subjective there was a period there where they kind of it was i think it was shortly after he kicked the first girl off the podcast and it got massive views so i think for a while there they were kind of replicating that that's when he got his whole like uh Punisher. when you get content that goes off i get it we i know get i it. get it oh i get it listen but that's what i'm saying like and watch our other shorts and then watch our long form content we need the flipping hours we do that we do oh let's see so act 70 didn't take place in georgia and uh rudy giuliani would 
uh, I'm sorry, Kenneth Cheesebro. That is his actual. <laughs> that's his actual name. That's so bad. <laughs> you want a cheese, bro? This will be a good read. No, it's not. No. Um, but anyway, Kenny Cheesebro sent an email to Rudy Giuliani with the subject quote privileged and confidential. Brief notes on quote president of the Senate strategy in the email. Mr. Cheesebro outlined multiple strategies for disrupting and delaying the joint session of Congress on January 6th, the day prescribed by law for counting the votes cast by the duly elected and qualified presidential electors from Georgia and other states. In the email, Cheesebro stated that the strategies outlined by him were, quote, preferable to allowing the Electoral Count Act to operate by its terms. Um, what was said? What was on your sandwich? Cheese, bro! Well, no, but seriously, like, this is this is allegedly a crime... But planning to disrupt a process, if it's within the scope of the law, that's what I'm saying. My my note is, what were the plans? Because if they were within the scope, or at least could be perceived to be within the scope of the law, because, again, there's an important detail here. It did not work. They did not disrupt it. So this is just planning. Now it goes into your definition of conspiracy. Act 75 is another tweet. Uh, Act 76 James Schaefer sent a text message to an unidentified co-conspirator. It stated... Unidentified or unindicted? Uh, both. Un un unindicted. Unidentified. Well, the identity is known to the grand jury, but not to okay, us. Okay, okay, my bad. That stated, listen, tell them to go straight to room 206 to avoid drawing attention to what we are doing. Now, that in and of itself might not be a crime, but that might be nice evidence for a conspiracy, but we shall see. Because, again, these are all alleged... These are not proven yet. There can be bullshit in an indictment. It's happened before. For example, Kyle Rittenhouse was indicted on um, the gun charge, but then it turned out his gun wasn't illegal. For example. Which is funny because at the beginning, I was saying like the only thing they got him on is the gun charge, but then they found out the gun was actually legal. Act 79 took place in Georgia. They could have got him for an underage thing. No, no, that was that's what it was. But the, the the rifle he had didn't fall within the statute. That's true because it was a rifle. It was it was it was a certain length, yeah. <laughs> um, David Schaefer, Sean Still, Kathleen Latham, and a bunch of unindicted co-conspirators uh, committed the felony offense of impersonating a public officer. Now, th this one they might. So they, okay, so this is all. These people are the uh, the false electors in the scheme, which, if this is all true, this is probably where the bulk of their case rests. But. But. Who impersonated the officer? All these individuals. So all these individuals, okay, and. Impersonated electors I'm in going, Georgia. Electors are considered officers? Yes. Within official capacity, yes. I mean, I, I'm not saying... A public officer, not a police officer. Yeah, sorry. Did... So then, what... Fuck, what, what crime would that even be? Impersonating a public officer, which is in violation of Georgia Criminal Code 161023. If you look up the statute... Yeah, I don't you have the statute in front of me. I it's not as bad as a... Oh, well, I don't know. It's... a police officer? Well, it, theoretically, it'd fallen under the same sort of category. But I, I bet it's a felony. 
Anyway, Act 80. They're electors. Okay, never mind. Yeah, Act, no 80, Act 80 is all the same people, but they're being charged with forgery, which, again, this is the bulk of the case right here, and this is where they might actually get them. It's just forgery and impersonating public but, officers. Hold on a second. I don't want to move past this yet. Um... Okay, so impersonating a public officer, committing the felony offense of impersonating a public officer. Okay, oh, in Fulton County, with intent to mislead, da 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 Okay, we're into believing that they actually were such officers by placing the United States mail, said the person's document titled Certificate of the Votes from Georgia. Well, I was going to say, like, Maybe I'm not reading this right. Does it say anywhere how they impersonated a public officer? Because they were alleging that they were the electors of the state of Georgia when they were, in fact, not. Who are they saying that to, though? They were certifying false documents to be sent to the Senate to be sent to the Senate to be counted on January 6th. Well, that was the scheme, allegedly. Did you need that back? No. Okay. Well, I was going to say, well, I mean, for that point, I mean, I guess we're going to find out if, uh, when everything comes out, if it's not true or legit. Or oh, not. this is what I was looking for. Okay. So, Act 84. This one, I'm going to have to read its entirety. On or about the 14th day of December 2020, James, I'm sorry, David James Schaefer and Sean Micah Tresher Still. James Franco. Jesus. <laughs> I thought she committed the felony offense of false statements and writings in violation of Georgia Criminal Code 161020 in Fulton County, Georgia, by knowingly, willfully, and unlawfully making the use of false documents titled RE, Notice of Filing of Electoral College Vacancy, with knowledge that said document contained false statements that David James Schaefer was chairman of the 2020 Georgia Electoral College meeting and Sean Micah Tresher Still was secretary of the 2020. Georgia Electoral College meeting, said documents being within the jurisdiction of the Office of Georgia Secretary of State and the Office of Governor of Georgia, departments and agencies of state government. This was an act of racketeering under Georgia Criminal Code 1614.35a and an overact in further things. Now, Georgia 1614.3 of the Criminal Code reads as follows. Oh, so this is a section of definitions and specifically... Okay. So under the racketeering, enterprise means any person, sole proprietorship, partnership, corporation, business trust, union chartered under the laws of this state or any or other legal entity or any uncharted union association or group of individuals associated in fact, although not a legal entity. And it includes illicit as well as licit enterprises and governmental as well as other entities. Now, this is where the Georgia criminal code differentiates from the federal so under georgia state law it doesn't necessarily have to be a commercial enterprise so this is another reason why they want this to stay in georgia there's multiple reasons why first of which probably being that that it doesn't have to be a uh, commercial organization um the other reason being that trump or any Republican president would not be able to pardon Trump and his alleged co-conspirators because it is a state level charge. It's outside of the jurisdiction. Now, Trump's attorney's goal is most likely going to be to try to get this pushed to a federal level, which so it can be pardoned. Well, so it can be pardoned. And also the stipulations for Rico are actually harder at the federal level. 
because according to the definition from was it Cornell I think that I read earlier it has to be a uh, commercial enterprise for the uh, goal of receiving profit now act 87 I have marked definitely oh this is this one if this again if this is accurate and true this one's bad so on 14th of December 2020 Stephen Lee attempted to commit a felony offense of influencing witnesses in violation of Georgia law in Fulton County by traveling to the home of Ruby Freeman a Fulton County Georgia election worker and speaking to her neighbor with intent to knowingly engage in misleading conduct toward Ruby Freeman by by purporting to offer her help and with the intent to influence her testimony in an official proceeding in Fulton County Georgia concerning events at State Farm Marina on November 3rd, 2020, uh, presidential election in Georgia. And then Act 88 is essentially the same thing, but in a different way. Oof. But on another, the next day, he traveled to her home again, attempting to do the same thing. By, uh, I don't see that being Rico. I see that just going against that guy personally. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is probably, again, one of those that's going to stick. I haven't seen much of anything so far well, you don't that watch. leads to a RICO case. It's real loose. To actually get Trump involved in that. That's, But regardless, though, that's, that's that shit's kind of fucked up. That's more than fucked up. So, but here's the thing, though, because it goes into detail. If so it's this true, though. So, well, I'm willing to believe this. I'm is not true. saying it's not true. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying there's certain things embellished. Like, yeah, but like, did he talk to her about certain things? Like, is that illegal to talk to a neighbor? To influence a witness? Yeah, it's in pursuit. Okay, oh, she was a neighbor witness. No, no, no. But he's trying to. So, but on the fifteenth, uh, uh, he knocked on her door back. with intent to unknowingly and purporting to offer her help. Nintendo, blah blah blah. So he probably told the neighbor he was going to offer her help. But again, you have to be because he wasn't able to actually do it. You have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt because again, this is a criminal case. The burden of proof is on the state, not the burden of innocence. So you have to prove. You have to provide evidence that he was in fact going to try to do that. Now, should he have gone to her house? No. 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 But is that part of a conspiracy or that's just a, a that, bad? That's just like the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Don't be there. <laughs> yeah. So then there's some repeats. Then we get to Act 94. This is where we get into the 12th Amendment here. So, uh, 14th oh, Amendment? 12th, sorry. So, old Kenny Cheesebro, this is Act 94. Old Cheesebro's back and unindicted co-conspirator 3, blah, 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 blah. Uh, sent an email with the subject forward draft two with edits in the email Eastman attached a memorandum titled privileged and confidential December 23 memo on January 6th scenario doc X and stated quote as for the hearings I think both are unnecessary the fact that we have multiple slates of electors demonstrates the uncertainty of either that should be enough and I agree that can the Judiciary Committee hearings on the constitutionality of the electoral count of the Electoral Count Act could invite counter views that we do not believe should constrain Pence or Grassley in the exercise of power they have under the 12th Amendment. Better for them to just act boldly and be challenged, since the challenge would likely lead to court-denying review on non-justifiable politi political question grounds. This was an overt act, blah, 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 blah. So that goes directly into the plan. Now, the 12th Amendment loosely states that 
the vice president's providing over the count and certification. If he sees a problem, he can send them back to the state electors for review. And that, uh, okay, thank you for saying that because that's what I was trying to say earlier. That's what John, that's John, <laughs> that's what Trump asked him to do. That's what, I mean, like, I'm sorry, that's what Trump said that he asked him to do. I can't confirm what he asked him actually, you know. Right. So Act 96 Left. actually, Act 96 actually takes place in Georgia, sent a text message, uh, Mark Meadows sent a text message to the Office of Georgia Secretary of State, investigator Francis Watson, that stated in part, quote, is there a way to speed up Fulton County signature verification in order to have results before January 6th if the Trump campaign assists financially? Th that sounds pretty bad. That sounds like it could be construed as a bribe. Just saying. Act 100 is a tweet. Act 101 is a tweet. Again, just citing Trump's letter saying check out these television networks because they're airing something. And then we got some more bullshit. Act so you're, you're not allowed to advertise? Apparently. Not. It's not even advertising. But Act 106 is a tweet, which I'm not even going to bother reading. And again, you can read all this. Download the indictment yourself. Act 107, I've got marked definitely. So on the 31st of December... Jenna Ellis wrote a memorandum titled, quote, Memorandum Reply, Constitutional Analysis of Vice President Authority for January 6, 2020 Electoral College Vote Count to Donald Trump. The, memoran the memorandum outlined a strategy <laughs> for disrupting and delaying the joint session of Congress on January 6, 2021, the day prescribed by law for counting votes cast by the duly elected and qualified presidential electors from Georgia and the other states and stated, quote, the vice president should therefore not open any of the votes from six states, including Georgia, that were falsely characterized as having, quote, electoral delegates in dispute. That does sort of point to a conspiracy. Um, but, again, Trump could theoretically, I've heard a lawyer say this, Trump could theoretically make the argument that the only reason they were doing this is because they legitimately thought there was voter fraud in Georgia and they wanted to point out that fact Again, not the way you should go about doing it. So, like you said, did they do things wrong? Absolutely, if this is all true. Did they do things that were illegal? Absolutely, yeah. if this is all true. Has anyone ever done this before? More than likely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then 108, Donald Trump and John Eastman filed false documents uh, by knowingly filing a document titled, quote, Verified Complaint for Emergency Injunctive and de Declaratory Relief. I don't think this is a crime because they just filed a document that had incorrect facts on it. You can just throw that out. But anyway, the false statements were, one, that, quote, as many as 2,506 felons. Oh, these we've already said these, actually. This is just what Ruli Giuliani said earlier so yeah so they filed a paper but it had incorrect information on it but again is that a crime or you have to prove that they knowingly did it knowing no, these were false that just means it's admissible right yeah you have to prove that they knowingly made those false statements and all they have to do is say well no based on the information we had this was true that's why on all those legal documents you signed that that it is true to the best of your knowledge because people can have incorrect information uh act 114 is another tweet yeah, if you ever heard any Democrats uh, 
appear before Congress and how they say, to my best knowledge. <laughs> see what you know. Yeah. Act 116. Trevon, or Trevion, I'm going to say Trevion. Cuddy, having been recruited by Harrison Floyd, traveled to Chicago, Illinois, to have traveled, sorry, traveled from Chicago, Illinois to Atlanta, Georgia, and caused a certain individual whose identity is known by the grand jury to pick her up at the train station in Fulton County, Georgia, for the purpose of attempting to contact Ruby Freeman, a Fulton County, Georgia election worker. So this is another person trying to contact this poll worker. And then uh, the on the same day, Cuddy traveled to Ruby Freeman's home in Cobb County, Georgia, and attempted to contact her, but was unsuccessful. Uh, Cuddy spoke with Freeman's neighbor and falsely stated that he was a that she was a crisis manager attempting to quote help Freeman before leaving Freeman's home. Then on the same day, Cuddy, while in Fulton County, Georgia, placed a phone call to Ruby Freeman and stated that Freeman was in danger. Cuddy stated she could quote help Freeman and requested that Freeman meet with and speak to her that night at a Cobb County Police Department precinct in Cobb County, Georgia. This is, and then on the same day again, Cuddy traveled to Cobb County Police Department precinct in Cobb County, Georgia, and met with and spoke to Ruby Freeman for approximately one hour. Uh, Harrison Floyd joined the meeting by telephone. Cuddy and Floyd stated Freeman stated to Freeman that she needed protection and purported to offer her help. Now, if they can uncover, so I'm, I'm put on the conspiracy cap here i don't want to reach for it um if they can prove that there were people on the democratic side that were actually out to get this person and influencer then those charges go away theoretically then act 123 January 4th, Donald Trump and John Eastman. We're almost done, I promise. Oh, you're good. And Eastman met with Vice President Mike Pence, Chief of Staff to the Vice President Mark Short, and Counsel to the Vice President Greg Jacob in the Oval Office at the White House. During the meeting, Donald Trump and John Eastman argued to Pence that he could either reject electoral votes from a certain from certain states or delay the joint session of Congress on January 6, 2021. The day prescribed by law for counting votes cast by the duly elected and qualified presidential electors in Georgia and other states for the purpose of allowing certain state legislatures to unlawfully appoint presidential electors in favor of Donald J. Trump. During the meeting, John Eastman admitted both options violated the Electoral Count Act. Allegedly, I'd like to see that. Um, so again, you get into the conspiracy, but it depends on how you read it and what was actually said, which will come out in the case, I'm sure. And then we got more bullshit. Act 128 was a tweet. Act 130, Trump and Trump met with Mike Pence at the Oval Office during the meeting. Donald Trump stated to Pence had the power to decertify the November 3rd presidential election results that that people cheated and Pence wanted to and that Pence wanted to quote play by mock by Marquise of Queensbury rules. Oh, that's Marquis. Marques. Marques. When Pence stated it was his duty to support and defend the Constitution and that only Congress had the power to decide to reject states, presidential electors, which is true. Actually, Pence is right. Pence can send the votes back, but then it's debated in the Senate. 
So technically he's correct. And Trump is like a tenth right in that Pence could initiate that process theoretically. But Well, that's what he was asking him to do. Well, right, but initiate the process it wouldn't have done anything because, because it sound. doesn't just go through pence right but that's what trump, he was the catalyst trump seemed to have it in his head that pence could just stop the whole thing and that's not accurate well, i don't know no, no no pence could raise an issue and then it's debated in the senate and then the senate ultimately decides what to do uh act 138 and 139 are tweets act 141 john eastman sent an email to counsel to the Vice President Greg Jacobs, stating, quote, The Senate and House have both violated the Electoral Count Act this evening. They debated the Arizona objections for more than two hours, violation of 3 U.S.C. 17. And the VP allowed further debate or statements by leadership after the question had been voted upon. Which, that's, that might actually be something. Um, but anyway, and they had debate upon motion approved by the VP in violation of the requirements of 3... United States Code 15, that after the vote in the separate houses, quote, they shall immediately again meet. So now that the precedent has been set that the Electoral Count Act is not quite so sacrosanct as was previously claimed, I implore you to consider one more relatively minor violation to adjourn for 10 days to allow the legislators to finish their investigation, as well as to allow a full forensic audit of the massive amount of illegal activity that has occurred here. If none of that moves the needle, at least a good portion of the 75 million people who supported President Trump will have seen a process that allowed the illegality to be aired. That doesn't sound like conspiracy. That sounds like a stretch, but something that, you know, and that's probably what their defense will be. It's like, listen, we just wanted the illegalities to be uh, investigated. So then the next couple of acts all talk about, ooh, so the next four acts, which I was going to read, but I'm not going to. So basically, it's alleging that um, Sidney Powell, Kathleen Latham, Scott Hall, Misty Hampton basically were tampering with and took information from uh, Dominion voting machines and accessed computer information that they were not authorized to access. And that's also with 148 and 150, which, I mean, that's that's easy enough to prove because all computers have records. Sure, so. but they got to have you gotta proof prove it. that Trump set them up. Or sent right, them for it, it to be in the conspiracy. You have, you have to I mean, have you can proof. Charge, you can charge those people. Well, and you also have to prove that somebody didn't tell them they had access to set them up, which I'm not saying happened, but you have to be able to prove that. And it's like, are these people computer experts? I sincerely doubt it. Exactly. And then uh, Act 159, Sidney Powell made at least one of the following false... <laughs> this is hilarious. On 7th of May, 2022, Sidney Powell made at least one of the following false statements and representations in a sworn deposition. If it's a sworn deposition, you know whether or not she made the false statements. So what do you mean by at least one? That's odd. Yeah, that is odd verbiage. But anyway, this was during the January 6th meetings. Uh, false statement one allegedly is that she quote didn't have any role in really setting up efforts to access voting machines in coffee county georgia you can't prove that's a false statement because it hasn't been verified yet or at least not in a criminal court and two that she was aware of the quote effort 
by some people to get access to voting machines in Georgia, but that she did not, quote, know what happened with that and did not, quote, remember whether that was Rudy or other folks. I mean, again, you have to prove those statements. Um, Act 160, on September 1st, Kathleen Latham committed the felony offense of perjury in Houston County, Georgia, by knowing by knowingly willfully and unlawfully making at least one of the following false statements here we go again one that she was only present at the coffee county board of elections and registration office in coffee county georgia for quote just a few minutes on january 7th that she quote only walked into the front part of the coffee county board of election and registration office on january 7th and quote didn't go into the office that she had quote no idea of employees of Sullivan Strickler, which those were uh, the voting machines, uh, had met Eric Cheney at the Coffee County Board of Elections and Registration Office on January 7th, that she did not see Misty Hampton at the Coffee County Board of Elections and Registration Office on January 7th, that her only interactions with Scott Hall at the Coffee County Board of Elections and Registration Office on January 7th was meeting him, speaking with him outside on the outside of the office, and then leaving the office and that she did not see Scott Hall speak to anyone other than herself at the Coffee County Board of Elections and Registration Office on January 7th. Again, you have to be able to prove these were false in order for that to stick. And then, honestly, 161 is about Rob Cheely making alleged other false statements. I'm getting bored now. And then, But then you got to the list of the counts, which is just rehashing all this as far as it pertains to the specific counts. So we will... Yeah, we'll just, that's it. It's just the, uh... You want to know something funny? What? I don't know, uh, I can't find the article, but... I swear I read it somewhere. I don't know if it was a comment or what, but Trump was trying to get the indictment trial to start on January 6, 2024. I read that. And I, I can't find the article at all i'm just like where did it go that was funny that made me that laugh was, that was so funny i was like okay that's that's classic that's classic trump so in a nutshell this indictment like we said about 95 96 percent of it is baloney it's not nearly as ironclad as they would not have you believe Eckridge. but to be fair the Trump camp is acting like they've got nothing on them, and that is just objectively not true. They at least have alleged crimes that were committed, and you would think that they wouldn't indict them on them if they didn't have some form they of have evidence. Crimes that were committed not by Trump. Correct. That, but that's why this I is all. I haven't seen anything in there directly stating Trump did this or well, directed a person to do so. It's these there people. Were, there were some, but those were some of the like like the tweets and shit yeah and he, he I, call, I, i'm sorry I, he I, called meetings and stuff like that but the ones that like we both agreed that were like you know debatable yeah you know, actionable offense the only one i think they could really get him on is again the meeting he had with pence but pence said he wouldn't do it yeah so therefore he said no so, so the, the, if the, no crime was committed if well if the conspiracy doesn't stick then no crime was actually committed or i guess you might be able to get him on conspiracy to commit an act but <clears throat> I don't know. It, it, it's just weird, you know, what Trump asked him to do and then come to find out that 
he most likely could have did it. It wouldn't have changed the outcome. No, but the thing is, like, you know, just to set people's minds at ease, because a lot of people at home were wondering like, what, about with these melon ballots and this and that, well, like, that they were worried about the election. And here, rightfully so. And here's where the subpoena power comes in. So if Trump's camp can, if Trump's camp can prove, and I'm not saying this is the case, I'm just saying if Trump's camp could theoretically prove that the lawsuits they filed were prematurely or unduly dismissed. He just won the case. Now, should Trump have done that? No. What Trump should have done, and again, hindsight, Trump should have, upon losing the election on paper, at the very least, Trump should have stepped aside and immediately started his campaign for 2024 and continued with those lawsuits because even if they didn't overturn the election, it would give, if, if it was all found to be accurate on Trump's side, if he could have found that without all the January 6th shit happening, without all this conspiracies being alleged to have happened, he could have just been campaigning the whole time. And if they found anything, he could have been like, well, I'll see you in 2024. Dude, I think that's all. YouTube, just so you know, Uh-oh. this is a tinfoil hat. And this means theory, not fact. Okay. This all took... <laughs> hey, man, you messed up my dog for life, I say. Anyway, so, in 2016, Trump wins. Obviously, the establishment, because anyone wants to agree or not, Trump is not establishment. He's anti-establishment, obviously, because the establishment is the government. Wrong. Per se. Fuck you. Wrong. And then, anyway, so, basically where I'm going with this is, in 2016, Trump wins. They start thinking of ways. Man, how, how are we going to get this guy out? How are we going to get this guy out? They talk to China. <laughs> they release a virus. They do this and that. They, they, they change uh, election laws. They, they make mail-in ballots. And then, poof, what happens? Trump loses overnight in 2020. And uh, then now we're dealing with this bullshit once again. I'm going to amend your theory because you were giving them way too much credit. I know. I know. And I don't like it. Well, so here's the thing. I think I you were, my theory is you were going to see those unsolicited mail-in ballots anyway, but the virus of unspecified origin happened and they took it as a golden opportunity and said, Oh, here's the perfect excuse for those unsolicited mail-in ballots we wanted because and i i could be i'm not even going to go into that because i'm probably misremembering i was going to say that like i want to say i read somewhere that one of the states was trying to get that done before the fucking pandemic even happened but i i'm probably misremembering that so i'm not going to say it i'm probably wrong (laughs) true international pressure see doesn't it just feel good it does it really does. I'm going to come. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, Biden's got some funny stuff that he says just because he's dumb. Trump says some funny stuff just because it's funny the way he says it. Oh, speak, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's not speak, dumb. It, it's not funny, so I'm not speaking of it. Did you hear about... Uh, Don't use the word smart with me, Joe. Did you hear about Mitch McConnell freezing again? Oh, I know, dude. I'm just like, bro, like, your hard drive is getting ready to fail. <laughs> it's time to give it up yeah and, and then you got like uh who's that who's that one guy graham something he's Lindsey on, graham no 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 his his name's graham something he's on instagram 
and he uh, he always rants and raves over the political stuff. And he was just like, man, they need to have uh, uh, limits on age. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. We've been saying that for years. Yeah, for real. Like, geez. I'm sorry. You should be able to speak and not have to wear a diaper. Or not even age limits. You ha- Just like, uh, I, I think, tr- tr- was it Trump or Biden? No, no. Trump was saying that Biden needs to take a aptitude test to make sure he's mentally fit. And I'm just like, hey, at this point. I guarantee all you, a lot of you Democrats are probably like, damn, that was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what Joe Biden has to say to that? True international suffered pressure. That's shocking. I'm going to come. <laughs> anyway, that is obviously not the whole Trump indictment, but that's a decent part of it. I highly recommend you read it for yourself. Don't just take what people are saying because, let's, I'll be real, I listened to a couple of more left-leaning people on it, and they were like, they've got him. And then I listened to Ben Shapiro talking about it. He's like, they they don't have anything. And I'm like, neither one of you is exactly right. Dude, the meme with the guy that's like, honey, tell your boyfriend to come here. They got him. They got Trump. <laughs> and you know what her boyfriend said? I'm going to come. <laughs> and and that, then, that dude's going to be raising her boyfriend's kids. <laughs> and then. My name is Jeff. Oh, shit. I misgendered them. Oh, I had a great comment on a TikTok video, a Snow White clip, where I say it's like, it's not Snow White anymore. It's Lost Girl. I'm slowly so, getting back on there. Well, but so somebody said, why do men always want to talk about that? And I just said, did you just assume my gender? <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it was it was low hanging fruit and I took it. I'm a trans woman. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, trans man. Trans man. That, that, that's the that's the chicks with beards, right? Yes. Okay. Sorry, they're not chicks. They're men. My name's Jeff. <laughs> anyway, that's all we've got for this. This is a long one. Um, the last one was longer. That's true. It was, wasn't it? Well, the we talked one, about an entire one debate. Was, like, easy to talk about. This one, like, like you said, you, you made you made it perfectly clear. It's boring, but they it's so boring they expect you not to read it. Exactly. That's one hundred percent it. Um, I know. So next week, what are we going to do? Because I've got, and we don't have to do this at any particular time, but I thought it would be fun if you and I, and we would love audience interaction for this one. So we'll probably announce this one well in advance to try to get people to come on because I would like us to have a political debate in a similar format. Oh, you'd probably win. No, no, no. It's not about winning though. It's about seeing, because I'm, I, I think it would be very, very interesting. Oh, to just pick a side and then, and then go for that. I don't want to pick a side because, like, I can argue from the left, but I don't believe a lot of it, yeah. so it's it's disingenuous. But I think, see, I think there's a lot of things where you and I agree, like, on in an umbrella sense, but maybe, like, abortion's a good example. Like, we kind of agree, but we have differing opinions on certain aspects of it. I, I, I will say, though, on the last uh, episode when we went over that, I was going hard in on that. It was great. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I, you know, like, I'll say things, and it's not exactly what I agree with. I was just going a little harder to push back on you on, on that particular episode. And that's fine, and you can play, you can play devil's advocate in a debate. Um, but I want to do that. No, yeah, that that actually sounds kind of fun. And then I know you have a guest that you want to bring on. And then is there any? Oh shit! Well, the thing, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about the guest. Uh, it's it's going to be a while. Oh, okay. So that. That's good. But anyway, actually, I'll plug them right now. Um, that sounds funny. 
his name is Kyler uh, Kyle, Self Health Fitness on YouTube, and Kyler Self. Uh, I'll uh, I'll put a link in the description. He's a he's a fitness guy, uh, not politics guy or anything like that. Like the dude's jacked and he knows what he's doing, and he's also offering uh, certain men free. Uh, you know, guides, whatnot, how to get ripped and whatnot. Obviously, I need to take his advice, but we'll get there. Anyway, back to you. You plugging him? I did. I'm going to come. Oh, shit. Um, and then, I don't know, are there any movies coming out? Uh, I can Blue Beetle. Of. Yeah, Blue Beetle we can review. But gotta... the thing is, I mean, I, I, I'm seeing bad things about it. I've heard. I, I, I have seen good things from people who have gone to see it. But then, of course, it's the critics. And there's, oh, it's just, and I'm just like, dude, you have to go into a movie because it's an adaptation. You have to go in with a fresh mind. But I feel like for Blue Beetle, you really sh- Ah, no, we can. We can. It's our boys, Zolo, man. We, we got to. We well, not only that, I liked Blue Beetle before Zolo was attached. So that was just like, okay, Even I'm better. done. Like, I'm listening here, dude. Cobra Kai is the shit. So I think, yeah, let's do Blue Beetle to kind of change change pace, mm-hmm. unless something like crazy happens. Might not be able to do it next week though. What? The podcast or the Blue Beetle? Maybe both. Oh, I'll talk to you after the podcast. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll get off of here. Have because there's only one person watching anyway. <laughs> there's two. Oh, there are two, aren't there? Oh, geez, I keep looking at the wrong place. Um, but anyway. Yeah, it's like I don't know which one either. So that's, I just assume the one that has higher numbers. That was the indictment. <laughs> that was the big, long indictment. <laughs> I'm going to come. Oh, indictment, we trust. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so thank you for enjoying this episode of the Average Intelligence Podcast. And remember, true international pressure. And be sure to like, share, and subscribe. As always, thank you to our new subscribers. Hope you enjoyed it. You probably didn't enjoy this episode because it was long and boring, but so was the indictment. Um, And if you prefer to listen to the podcast as opposed to watching it, you can check us out on pretty much all your major audio streaming platforms, including but not limited to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Amazon, all those places. And hopefully you're a little bit less average and a little bit more intelligent, but it's not likely. Um, Bye.